Every Friday, it's customary to have a drink and chill with your favorite barman, Kibbs. But today I'm in studio with his owner, Drew. And you know what that means. It's another episode of The Sports Bar. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm always there. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get rid of you indirectly. It's called mm. life. Anyway, I'm your host, Drew. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. welcome to another episode of The Sports Bar. Make sure to follow us on our social media handles on Instagram at The Sports Bar KE and on Facebook, The yeah. Sports Bar. Let's get right into it. So it's time for the first segment, which we always call The Rundown. Yep. And here we talk about what happened this week. So, you want to go first or should I just start my notes? What gross. How about the Europa League final? I don't know why he's planning on roasting me for the Europa League final. <laughs> Not you, I'm going to roast a certain team which someone here supports. I mean, there's just two of us. Yeah, and it definitely is a me. So, let, let's start off with the teams that were let's involved. go right ahead. Yeah, uh, it was a Villarreal versus Man United final in the Europa League. Mm. And uh, that marked the 16th time in two decades a Spanish side has met a non-Spanish side. Right? They played each other 16 times. Do you know how many times a Spanish side has lost? Has lost? Yeah, against a non-Spanish side in a European final. Two? Zero in the past two decades. It's an impressive uh, <laughs> run of form from the Spaniards. But anyways, it was no different this time with United losing on penalties, which someone here called. Guess who? <laughs> uh, the game ended 11-10 on penalties with the decisive penalty being missed by David De Gea. Or rather, being saved by... <laughs> yeah, no, a Spaniard. So, or rather, the penalty was saved by Ruli, who is a former... He's an yeah, player. but he's also a former Man City Academy player. So Back there was a lot of comedy. Europa League again. <laughs> Villarreal winning it. You know, that game was quite interesting. Mm. Uh the two teams, it was they were never going to win in the original 90 minutes. First of all, there were 35 shots on goal and only three on target between the team, two teams. And all of the three two were converted. One by Gerard Moreno and the other. Cavani. Yeah, exactly. Cavani, Almatador has been uh, quite the revelation in the last couple Honestly, of years. Honestly, yeah, he's been quite the signing. I don't know why United are still interested in buying another strike and they've signed him to a contract through next year. Because the other attackers were about as potent as an infertile man. <laughs> with Rashford looking like the second coming of Timo Werner in that game. He <laughs> wasted so many chances which you'd normally peg him to convert. And yeah, it took Ole Gunnar Solskjaer about 100 minutes before he made his first substitution, which I found to be absolutely oh, ridiculous. Say. <laughs> oh, uh, say. You know, I'm not really a huge fan of Daniel James, uh, but putting a speed merchant in the last 15 minutes of the game against a tired Villa backline, it would have been a brilliant strategy. But then again, it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> I respected that. The Una Emre League. Yes, <laughs> I respected that. I knew that going into this game, it was going to be very difficult for United. But uh, honestly, I just didn't expect them to play a very shitty game like they did. Yeah. If you think I'm too quiet while Lindsay is talking about about uh, <laughs> Man United's loss to <sighs> Villarreal, it's because it's just personal. <laughs> As in, I gave up on football because of this team. <laughs> I've given up. 
Naona unakuwa mtu bloody fucking guy. So yeah, uh, but it was you know a lot of heat is being uh, put on David De Gea but I don't think he was to blame for that loss. Looking at the key players for United in that game, Bruno Fernandes his best contribution to the team was complaining to the referees. Rashford was alikuwa na orodha game yote. Pogba was out of gas after 70 minutes. There was nothing left to do. So the players who could make something happen were unable to make something happen. So, bottom And line. Bottom line, great win for Villarreal. It's good to see the Yellow Submarines back in winning form. It reminds me of the team which used to have Soriano, Diego Forlan. It was amazing to see them. Una Emre has had his redemption song. Seems the only way to win a Europa League is a point. Una Emre has step one and step two, don't be Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> don't be Arsenal's manager too. Yeah. On to some away from misery. <laughs> Your um, misery. My pleasure. Away from misery. On to some pleasant NBA playoff news. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's a hell of a playoffs. We have a bunch of series out here that are looking really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, From when we were here last, was when was it Monday? Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were headed into game twos and game threes. Yeah, so in the course of the week, we've had a bunch of game twos with... Uh, The Bucks and the Heat series has gone into game 3 already. And the Nuggets Blazers game has also gone into game 3. Mm-hmm. And the Suns Lakers game has also gone into game 3. So just a few updates in the game 2. The Bucks won the game 132-98. So to go 2-0 up against the Miami Heat. I mean, it just was so obvious. I think Heat had so much hype coming into the game. Everyone thought, "Oh yeah, it's Miami time." Last gonna, year they made it to the conference finals. But so. they were never gonna beat the Bucks. The Bucks yeah, looked I like think, a team possessed. Yeah, after the after the moves they made this offseason, honestly, you didn't expect anyone to to really challenge them for the for the for the Eastern Conference title apart mm-hmm. from the maybe the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So in game two, they want to go through two nil up in the series. And then we also had a game three just was it yesterday? Yeah, it was uh, today Between morning. The, yeah, today no, morning. it wasn't today, it was yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Yeah, so the Bucks and Heat game three also confused me. Yeah. <laughs> ended up in a one thirteen eighty four win for the for the Bucks. So that gives them a three nil lead against the Heat, which seems really, really, really far fetched to think that the uh, it are going to be able to make it back so might end up in a sweep watch out for game 4 this coming weekend i mean it's done like yes there's a chance the heat might force a game 5 but at this point it's a bit late in the game to be mounting a comeback in the other game the blazers nuggets game which also is in a game 3 which we had today in the morning yeah. now uh game 2 first and foremost ended up in a 128 109 win for the nuggets which after is- going down game one. I mean, game one was so decisive. I all thought, by the way, Kinalila, they're just taking this in a sweep. I thought it would be a 4-0, but, oh, low in Come game two, yeah. The Nuggets came back to steal a game away at 128 and 109. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then game three. Today morning, we had game three with the Nuggets also stealing the game, 121-15 against the Blazers, you giving them I mean? a 2-1 series lead. I mean, like, I don't understand what happened. The, I thought the Trailblazers were sure and they're going into the next round. And then all of a sudden the Nuggets are like, you you know what, let me give you plan B. The Blazers <laughs> had an off night today. Twice in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, their shooting was really bad today. Damien was, I think, maybe three of six from three-point range. <laughs> so, yeah, they had a really off shooting night. Camilo was the one keeping them within touching distance. Yeah, mm-hmm. But honestly, he couldn't keep up. 
in the other series, we had the Nets going up against the Celtics with a game two ending up in a 130-108 blowout for the Nets. I mean, you, we yeah, and watch out for game three of that also this coming weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, like we've been talking about the Nets so much in the three heavy hitters, Kyrie, uh, KD, and uh, what's his name, James. James. Yeah. But that game was all Harris. It was all yeah. Harris all day. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't the highest. He was score. hitting shots everywhere. He wasn't the highest <laughs> scorer. He ended up being KD, but that game would was yeah. basically won yeah. by Blake and Harris. Yeah. And uh, you know, I talked about the center issue with Blake being played as a center. I honestly think in game three, uh, Celtics should just go for Brook and play Taco Fall. He's not the most uh, agile of centers, but yeah. he's a seven footer. He would at least put some pressure physically on Blake. Yeah, okay. Into the next series, which is Lindsay's favorite, the Suns and the Lakers. And, and who, where, was, who was right? I mean, well, I mean... Listen, in game one, as I said, you were wrong, yeah? So know. the Suns ended up stealing game one. Mm-hmm. Stealing, then, that's a very good... It was a burglary. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a game two this week where the Lakers won the game 102-109. With LeBron and AD stepping up to the plate, AD. yeah, stepping up to the plate and showing the their utmost best. Yeah, and then we had the game three today. Yeah, morning. and we also had the game three today morning with the Lakers going away with that one on nine ninety five at Staples Center. Exactly, and I think one of the most in- entertaining facts about this is a player who I hadn't even mentioned going into this, Caldwell Pope. Yeah. He's become a key man in that starting five. Yeah, very good defender in the team. Mm. He's a 3 and D guy, shoots a three very well too. So. And Drummond has come into his own. Actually, uh, game two was the first time Drummond has ever won a playoff game. He was 9-0. and oh. yeah. <laughs> So now he's 9-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, The Lakers seem to be working well for him. And uh, actually, I think one of his highlight reels was from today morning when he... Oh, that Booker, Booker will be having yeah, nightmares of that denial. There's a block on Booker today, <laughs> but you should watch the Lakers Suns highlights. Yeah. But, but it's I a think, really, it's a pretty interesting series. But I think the turn, the turning point for this series was uh, Chris Paul's injury. injury. Yeah. yeah, I mean his shoulder. Maybe he feels better. We don't know. Let's see how yeah. the series unfolds. But they lost the game today, so yeah. they need to steal the next one before to tie it up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, on to a next series, which I think honestly is a trailer. Or rather, I hope it's going to turn into a trailer. Uh-huh. Kawhi, and <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi and Paul George versus Luka Doncic and the That one Mavs. is another. That, that's another one which is done. We, mean, had a, we had a game too, by the way, this uh, past week. Not yeah, sometime this week, where the Mavericks won game two. And this was away at Staples yeah. Center, Clippers Land. They've stolen two games, man. It's not they won game two, one twenty-seven, one twenty-one. That's literal stealing. With Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis putting on shows on at the center. But man. game two wasn't even much of Doncic. It was Porzingis. I mean, he made the Clippers look like they didn't know what they were doing. And let me tell you, this game, uh, game three is tomorrow morning, but, and it's done. The but Clippers are, are going down three. If years. they lose the game tomorrow, then maybe. But honestly, let's just see. That's why I'm telling you, I'm hoping it's a thriller. Mm. And the uh, Clippers need to win that game. It's a must-win game for them. If they don't, if they lose game four, damn. I don't see them coming back. Okay. That's, that's my view on it. Into another East series where the Sixers take on the Wizards. We had a game two as well on that game where Joel Embiid and the Ben Simmons mm. and the 76ers ended up beating the... 
I don't think the Wizards are putting much. They are putting up much of a fight with I mean, Westbrook and uh, Beal, but they lost the game on twenty ninety five to the Sixers. But the Sixers are just heavier. But I mean, the the best action the Wizards have had in the playoff series is someone being poured on popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now with the ankle injury to Russell Westbrook, it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, honestly, I think they should just throw in the towel when you don't have your triple double king. What are you going to mount? Yeah, into another interesting one between the Knicks and the Hawks. See, now this is what I think is going to be a thriller. Yeah. I was wrong about it, but I'm happy I was wrong. Because yeah. after the first game, it looked like, oh, it's another Knicks season. They're yeah. just going to falter. But now they've come back. They're putting the Hawks on the Yeah, after the Hawks stole game one at the Garden, the Knicks tied the series 1-1, stealing, stealing the game on 92-1-1. Yeah. And See, yeah... Honestly, I think Kings of a thriller that looks like it will go the distance. I see a seven-game series. If if the Knicks manage to steal a game away in Atlanta, then yeah, mm. and yeah, let's it's see. not impossible. It's not impossible, honestly. But Trey Young's been putting on a show against the Knicks. I don't know if they have anything to match to match up to him. So it's called team play. <laughs> And the last series we have on our hands is between the Memphis Grizzlies against the Utah Jazz between Donovan Mitchell and Jam Morant going head to head. Donovan that's... Mitchell came back for game two of this game, which led the Jazz to a emphatic 141-129 win against Jam Morant and the Grizzlies, meaning the series is tied 1-1 one, one, going into game, game three, three this weekend. Yeah. yeah, I think it will be on uh, Saturday, Saturday morning, or Sunday. Yeah. Sunday morning. And this is another game which looks like it's going to go the distance because it's kind of like a sum of individual parts for both teams. As a team, they don't have the best uh, group play, but with the individuals, they have the firepower to shock each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think Grizzlies and Jazz is going to be a seven-game thriller. Seven-game thriller. Yeah. Let's see how this unfolds. Yeah, so heading into our next segment, we'll give you what to expect this weekend. And yeah, let's let's do that. On to the next segment. Yes. So into this segment where we talk about your preview for the weekend, what to expect this weekend. Lindsay, so since the football season is over and we have no F1 race this weekend, mm-hmm. well, there's no UFC fight this weekend. Yeah, till June 6th. Yeah. For both F1 and UFC. But that Usiku Femoyo. That shouldn't derail us. Yeah, Usiku we have Femoyo. some interesting things for you to watch this weekend. So what do we have? Well, I'm going to start with my favorite time of year. Yeah. It's the championship playoff final. Yes. And we have the Bees, Brentford, taking on the Swans. <laughs> Swansea. So it's a fight of the birds and the bees. Yeah. Anyways, and other than that, it's been a tough road for both teams. Yeah. There was a time uh, both were in automatic contention for qualification. qualification yeah. And uh, they shut for the bed. That. And now the in the finals, just one game away from being back in England's top, top flight. But only one of them is going to make it there. The Swansea have been there recently. Uh, they fell down. And now they're looking to get back up, being led by Andre Ayew. But Brentford are hungry. They want to be back in the top flight. Yeah, they made They've it to so the, the playoff final last year. Yeah, last season they made it to the finals. The previous season they made it to the first round and got knocked out by Frank Lampard's Derby County uh, back then. And now they have the chance to actually make it. And I think it will be third time lucky for Brentford, but I'll talk about that later. Swansea are a tough side and they'll make this an interesting fight. But that's not the only final happening. 
finals time of the year. Yeah, and it's time for the Champions League <laughs> final. <laughs> you know the, the biggest anthem, one of the year. Yeah, you know the anthem, the one people are always singing. These this are the that one, but it's usually in key. <laughs> it's funny that uh, the song was written by a fan of Crystal Palace. He can, <laughs> he can only lead those to what he cannot have. <laughs> That's an Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So Into we have the Chelsea. Champions League final. We have Chelsea and City taking part in this final, and mm. it will be in Porto. Now, what's funny about yeah, this the is, original location was scheduled to be Turkey. Yeah, but uh, due to COVID restrictions and government restrictions. Yeah, they had to move it. I don't know why they didn't just take it to Wembley because both sides are English teams. It would have been better well, for the fans. Marketing department will Yeah, yeah. So they'll be in Porto. I think the teams have already landed, and it's looking grim for Chelsea even before the ball is kicked. Uh, in the last game of the season, they had injury scares for three players. Eduardo Mendy, they had one for N'Golo Kante, and I believe also Ben Chilwell was a doubt. So it's not looking good for them. With City coming back to full strength, Aguero scoring a brace in his last game, Sterling rested. I mean, it just looks like it's going to be a massive, massive game. And one team is prepared and the other one is going to do last-minute cramming, like in an exam. I think City are going to maul them. <laughs> and they're gonna end up winning the treble, which I hate to say, but you forget Chelsea have pulled off miracles. Let's not forget the Champions League side that won. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, this Ryan is Bertrand's first game for Chelsea was a left back in a Champions League final at nineteen because of all the suspensions. John Terry missing. Okay, yeah, this is football. Things happen in football that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. A ball, kuna mtu ashai funga reina na balloon. Yeah, out of cold. No, no, it was Darren Bent <laughs> for Sunderland. Yes, yeah, so you never know what can happen in football. So never say no. Yeah, let's not write them Let's off. not Just write be. Chelsea off. However, but it's going to be... It's a really tough task for them to go against a full-strength city side. Yeah, and I mean, Pep Guardiola has been chasing the Champions League since... Was it 2009 when he won it with Barcelona last yeah. I mean, all these years, 12 years later, he still has never won. Imagine it. if he wins it with Kevin De Bruyne. Who reject Jose Mourinho. It's written in the stars. Yeah. But I don't know. Let's. Aguero did say he's not leaving City until he wins the Champions League. So maybe he was making a premonition yeah. since this will be his last, his game. last game for City. Yeah. yeah, so away from the Champions League, as I mentioned before, we also have the NBA playoffs continuing. Mm-hmm. We love NBA like I do then yes, you're in the right place because, yeah, NBA playoffs this weekend, we have a bunch of Game 4s and Game 3s going on. So the Bucks, Heat, Nuggets, Blazers, and uh, Suns, Lakers are all playing Game 4s yeah. this weekend. Watch out for those. We have the Nets, Celtics, Clippers, Mavs, Sixers, Wizards, Knicks, Hawks, and Jazz Grizz all going up in Game 3s. Mm. So, yeah, as I said before, in the Bucks Heat series, the, the Bucks lead 3-0, Nuggets Blazers, the Nuggets lead 2-1, the Nets Celtics, the Celtics lead 2-0, the Suns the Lakers. Nets lead the Celtics 2-0. Yeah, the Nets lead the Celtics <laughs> 2-0. And the Suns Lakers, the Lakers lead, lead 2-1 against the Suns. Mm. Clippers Mavs, the Mavs lead 2-0 against the Clippers, which is really hard to say. In the Sixers Wizards game, we have the Sixers leading 2 0 against the Wizards. In the Knicks Hawks game, the series is tied at one apiece. And the Jazz Grease game, we have the series tied at one apiece. Yeah. 
a lot of good games, a lot of uh, struggle in the future for a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. Some are just going to have to accept defeat. Swallow the bitter pill. Honestly, it's going to be difficult seeing Bradley Bale make it to the first round of the playoffs. Then <laughs> but he's not alone Even the Celtics, respect. honestly, because if the Nets win game three, I don't think they get a chance to come back against them. I mean, Tatum is still a young man. He can still have a good career. Well, yeah, but honestly, the Nets Bucks is shaping up into being one of a cracker for the second round of the playoffs. Because if the Nets manage to get away from the Celtics and the Bucks look like they're getting away from the heat. Mm. That's going to be one interesting game for the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. watch out for the NBA playoffs. Well, the other team which are a wild card, I see them going really far at the Mavs. I don't know why you don't rate them, but don't you? And no, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just duo. shocked that <laughs> they're actually wiping the floor with the Clippers. But, been, but you see, the Clippers have been on an upswing ever yeah, since but last season. Honestly, Clippers have two of the best defenders in the league. True. But... In Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And they have some bodies which they throw around Luka Doncic all the time, but he still manages to, you know, do and his thing. Doncic is usually with... overlooked as one of, probably one of the best attackers. I mean, Luka, everyone Luka, looks Luka. at the likes of Harden and Durant and they're like, yeah, these are the people who can get you points. But Doncic has been getting a lot of points for He's the He's a young man. This is his third year in the league. Let's mm-hmm. see Let's see where his trajectory, trajectory is headed. Currently, it's way there, way up there. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we, you should look out for this weekend. So on to our next segment. Drum roll, please, because it's time for the selection. This is where we tell you which games to look out for this weekend because they look like there'll be a lot of fun. Or we'll have look out for. Definitely watch. Because they look yes. like there'll be a lot of fun or have a large impact in the sport at large. So, Drew, why don't you take us off? Mimi, honestly, Mimi. You should get used to this by now. I'm on a roll right now. Yeah? It's the NBA playoff season. So, we should call you Butter. Get it? Because you're on a roll. Because roll is bread. Lint. Kibs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny. Come on. Kibs. So, yeah, my selection for the weekend, <laughs> again, is the NBA playoffs. Just mm. please, man. Which if you lo- if you don't like NBA basketball, then you don't know what you're missing out on. So just keep an eye out for all the games. But my picks, honestly, mm-hmm. the trailers that I have going on right now, the first one should be the Clippers versus Mavs. The Mavs are to nil against the Clippers, mm-hmm. and the Clippers need to steal Game Three away which in Dallas, which they need to in order for them to have a shot of at least pulling this back to an even series. Yeah. So. That would be the shock of the first round if the Dallas Mavericks actually got rid of the Los Angeles Clippers. Which is looking likely. The other one is the Memphis Grizzlies versus Utah Jazz. You're thinking that will be another banger. Yes. I don't agree. Honestly, with you. because after Donovan Mitchell came back in game two, everything changed. Everything changed. <laughs> like yeah. literally. He's it's basically like... the last year bender. Everything changed <laughs> yeah. when Donovan attacked. Exactly. <laughs> In game two, they basically dominated the Jazz, the Memphis Kabisa. Mm. They got the Jamoran scored, I think it was 39 to 40 points, but mm. they were still unable to keep up with the scoring of the Utah Jazz. So, Donovan Mitchell against Jamoran should be a very interesting battle to watch. In the East, do we have any interest? Yeah, honestly, I don't think so. Maybe the next Hawks series. Yeah, because yeah, the series also tied one apiece headed into Atlanta. And uh, yeah, it's there's a beef brewing between New York and Atlanta. So let's 
let's keep an eye out for these games. Yeah, so that's my selection for your weekend. Well, I am a man of finals. I'm a very simple man. Mm. You know, I like my coffee black and I like my games straight up and simple. So I have the picks of Brentford versus Swansea, which is looking like a matchup which will go the distance. It's going to be end-to-end attacking football. The EFL Championship final. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be uh, an attack-heavy game because, yes, Swansea kept a clean sheet in the first game, but Brentford managed to come back against Bournemouth in the second game. And uh, Barnsley were able to score against Swansea. So, Keep in mind it's just final, so you win, you go home. Yeah. There's no two There's ways no to it. Yeah. So everyone is going to leave it out on the pitch. Yeah. Now I've seen a lot of these championship finals, and what I've learned is there are no favourites. Aston Villa, before they were promoted, the season before, they did play in the finals, and that was going to be John Terry's one song. He's going to come back to the Premier League as a player with Aston Villa. But that didn't happen. They lost to Fulham, yeah. which was hilarious. And he retired promptly after. So the final is always heavy because if you don't make it for a 30-something-year-old player, you're probably not going to play in the Premier League again. So it's always fun to watch. So one of his elections, the championship finals. I recommend for everyone to watch it. Okay. The other one is Chelsea versus Man City. I mean, UEFA Champions League final. The Champions League final. Must watch TV, guys. This is a guaranteed English team to win after another one pissed the pot. And Chelsea City, there's a lot at stake. It's the last game for someone who's going to go down as a Premier League legend. Then Sergio Kunaguero. Yeah, and on the other side, you have a young, ambitious Chelsea team being led by a German manager. It has the airs of the Liverpool story under Klopp. So, Which lost. <laughs> the first attempt. <laughs> exactly. It's so, their first attempt. You, you never know what you'll get from Chelsea. There are times they are very inspired and play some of the best football where Rhys James can score a cracker from 35 yards. Or on other days, you have a team which relies heavily on Golokanti as Superman. So you never know what you're going to get. And that's what is beautiful about the game which is coming up. So and, UEFA Champions League final, yeah. Chelsea, Man City. Yeah. And uh, just before we wrap up this section, why don't you give us the predictions for the games you have up? Because yeah, so. actually before we get into that, why don't we talk about the last predictions? Because I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, you, Monday, got, you got the Europa League correct. I'd yeah. give you that. It went all the way to the penalties. Yeah, you mentioned that. And uh, I also did get Lakers and Suns. Well, yeah, you also did. Come <laughs> so give you that too. The only one I missed out on was the Hawks taking on the Knicks because yeah. I thought the Knicks would go two games down, but they managed to come back against the Hawks in ATL. My selections, honestly, the Clippers maps I got really wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the maps winning game two. You should have trusted me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the Nuggets also also getting game two. Yeah, that was shocking. But they did. And then the Jazz Grizzlies, I was right, the Jazz uh, dominated yeah. the Grizz. So, what's your first prediction for this event? Well, I'm going to stick to the finals and predict them. Uh, Brentford and Swansea. It, it's time. Uh, like, it's it's time for the bees to come back up. Like, there's no otherwise. But I don't think the Swans are going to be like, yeah, take the win. We'll give it to you easily. I see it as a 2-1 win for Brentford, with the second goal coming in the last five minutes of the game. Ile Amachosi. The game will be 1-1, perfectly poised for a long time, and then all of a sudden, goal. <laughs> and uh, the second game, okay, honestly, it's going to be a morning. It's going to be bad. It's going to be Chelsea punished. 
yeah, I, I genuinely think Chelsea's current squad with the players Tuchel has been relying on, they don't have it. They're, they're not champion material. I don't think... If they win the Champions League, hey, damn, that would be something. I, I just don't think the, the current players he starts with have the hunger to be champions. I don't think Hakim Ziyech, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, they're, they're not the players you need in a final. If Pulisic, uh, N'Golo Kante, and uh, Tammy Abraham are not in that side, they're, they're going to lose, and they're going to lose badly. It's not an issue of their defence, because Rudiger and Zuma have been quite good this season along with Azpilicueta and a revived Marcos Alonso, but I see Chilwell starting also. But City need the perfect goodbye for Kunaguero. I see it being a 3-0 to City. Okay. And Two goals first half, one goal from Aguero as a substitute in the second. Okay then. Uh, my games were Clippers Mavs. Hey, now this series is turning out into somewhat of a of something very hard to predict. Uh-huh. But honestly, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut here. And my gut tells me the Clippers are going to win game three because they need it. Mm-hmm. And they have to. Kawhi and uh, Paul George are going to step up and everyone, this, uh, <laughs> the the supporting cast also has to step up. Pat Beverly, Nicholas Batum, mm-hmm. Rajon Rondo. Everyone has to put on a show right now. It's about time. So yeah, you I think the Rondo, Clippers are gonna take game three. You forget Rondo no longer has that ambition. I mean, he won. He, he has his ring. He took it last season. I don't think he's gonna do anything much. I think your gut has a stomach ache. Yes, sure. <laughs> as I said, Clippers take game three. Uh, the other one was the Jazz Grizz. Hey, up with Donovan back, I don't mm-hmm. see a chance for the Grizzlies. Jamorant is just too inexperienced, and I don't think his supporting cast is good enough to go against uh, Donovan and uh, and his gang. You underestimate the future rookie of the year. Well, the former rookie of the year. Oh, previous yes. Yes, but then again, his his supporting cast is not that good compared mm-hmm. to Utah Jazz. But you so. know where the Grizz do come in as well is as a unit. Their tactical plays where all players are involved are some of the smoothest you'll see. Yeah, and the last game was, uh, you know what? Let's do the Knicks Hawks game. Let's <laughs> let's do the Knicks Hawks. I tried and failed. Let's <laughs> yeah. So this is a tough one to call, honestly. But I think the Knicks are gonna steal game three. You think they will? Yeah, I think the Knicks are gonna steal game three. You know what I think about this game? What? It's going into OT. <laughs> okay, let's see how that comes about. You predicted the penalties correctly. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not gonna write you off. I'm not gonna write you off. Yeah, you know, because it's it won't be the first OT that has been played this week. Yeah, and yeah, we had a OT trailer against the Heat and the Bucks too. Yeah, and these two teams have nothing to separate them. Even the scores in the previous game were yeah. close. I think it's just going to come down to who has the stamina. Okay, yeah. then so. Knicks Hawks. Yeah. I picked the Knicks to win game three. I don't know who win, but I think it's going into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's our selections and predictions. If you notice a difference in our segment, that's because there is a difference. So it's called an evolution. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next segment. Yep. Our last segment of the day a is a segment. new segment. Mm. Yes, as I said. It is a new news segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we call it the news roundup. This is whereby we just get to give you, since uh, honestly we're in the European summer, a lot of musical chairs are going to be spinning, spinning. Yeah, in terms of moves, in terms of, in terms of the football season. 
Mm. We have the summer transfer window yeah. opening up in a month or two. And also there's a lot of news coming ahead of uh, tournaments which are about to start up. We have yeah, we have America, the Copa America, we have the Euros, the Olympics. have the Olympics coming up. Yeah, we'll keep you updated with all of this. That's why we have a new segment for you called the, called the, the news, news Roundup. Yeah. So for this week's News Roundup, we're going to start by... Giving you some fallout from the end of the season, yeah, the end of, of the football season, basically. There's been a lot of managerial movements. Yeah, yeah so I basically think. that's the fallout. Yeah, so if your team had a pathetic season, your manager probably left. <laughs> but yeah, we got some big movements in terms of managers already after just a week of the football season being over. Yeah, and you wanna give us a heads up. And with a week to the transfer window also opening up, it's looking like a lot of teams will have a lot of changes. So, mm. uh, where do you want to start? Uh, Syria looks yeah, like a good start place. In Syria, yeah. So, there's, th- this week, there's just been a very interesting thing. First of all, let's go with my prediction from, was it what, two months ago? <laughs> Andre Pielo was sacked. <laughs> yeah, so Juventus Woo! got rid of their manager. I think I'm a psychic, or a medium, <laughs> yeah. or a medium psychic. <laughs> yes. So Juventus uh, sacked Andrea Piolo earlier this week, and uh, I can't blame them. I mean, they've had a terrible season for a team that has won the Scudetto nine years in a row, and now they've lost it. They barely made it into the uh, Champions League. Through to I the mean, Champions League. they needed it was all because of Gattuso. Yeah, they needed they Napoli to win, man. And yeah, they lost. No, they needed, needed to win loss. and Napoli to lose, and that's exactly what happened. It was a draw, but it was enough for Juventus to make it in. And Piello being sacked opens the door for an old new face. Yes, Maximilian Allegri yeah. snubbed at the move to Real Madrid to come back home. Yeah, Juventus are expected to announce the appointment of Max Allegri anytime from now. Yeah, and I think it's a good move. I mean, he's been out of the game for what three years now. Two years, I think. Yeah, two Since years. He left he's AC Milan. A, yeah, yeah, he's taken a two-year sabbatical away from managerial football. Yeah, and a lot of teams had approached him. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur approached him. Chelsea before took all. Real Madrid. Uh, okay, so Real Madrid approached him earlier this week after Zinedine Zidane announced his leaving, which was which another. Is a, which is a different story. We'll tell you about. Yeah, and uh, he decided no, he he's not going to learn a new language and just gonna go back to Juventus. Yeah, so. That's honestly just the first fallout from Italy, but there's a lot honestly coming from Italy. Yeah, because the other one was Antonio Conte leaving Inter Milan immediately after becoming a champion. Yeah, And this all came because of a transfer uh, dispute between him and the board. Basically, the board wanted him to get rid of a lot of players. Yeah, they wanted him to... They weren't going to replace them. Yeah, they wanted him to downsize his squad by up to, I think, 30 to 40%. And if you've watched any team of Antonio Conte, you know there's no such thing as downsizing because all players have to play. He has a high-intensity brand of football which requires a high turnover of rotational players, which we saw this season whereby a lot of players who you thought wouldn't play, the likes of Matteo Damian, Pinamonti, they did get a chance on the side along with Bastoni who ended up becoming one of the key defenders. And if you ask Conte to downsize, He's not going to win the league for you. Yeah, it's going to be a bit tricky. And plus, his ego is just enormous. <laughs> yeah. So, the follow-up from that as well is that... Simone Inzaghi. Simone Inzaghi from Lazio has told Lazio, has told the Lazio board that he also wants to leave. So, there's there's a lot of musical chairs spinning in Syria. So, watch know, out for that as well. That's news with, coming uh, up. Simone Inzaghi, he is actually one of the best young managers coming through the world right mm-hmm. now. And wherever he ends up, which is looking to be as Antonio Conte's replacement in Inter Milan... 
it's gonna be a good move for him. Yeah, don't forget also that Jose Mourinho signed with uh, yeah, Roma. Roma a few weeks ago. This is turning out into a very very interesting offseason for the Italian yeah. clubs, and uh, Syria looks very intriguing from now on. So yeah, keep an eye out for Syria. Now, uh, the other place where we saw a manager decide to hang his hat up, and he'll shortly be joined by his rival, is Zinedine Zidane with Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, I just think for him it was the team isn't what it was when he first joined. And yeah. it, it it weighs heavy on him. The yeah. first time he managed Real Madrid, he won three Champions Leagues plus the La Liga plus the Club World Yeah, Club. that's because like, the team was very young and very energetic back and then. And the transfer policy for Real Madrid in the past three years has been horrid. Yeah, that's why he left in the first place because yeah. he had a deal with the board. He was like, yo, let's put a new project in. Let's get rid of the old guy uh, yeah, and, and bring in, bring in some bread fresh blood but they told him no you know what yes we'll do that come back and then we'll do that but three years down the line they haven't done anything towards I that end honestly all that we've seen from his second stint is the emergence of Valverde yeah. as a capable midfielder but when your team still relies on Tony Cruz and Luka Modric who the latter of whom has been given an extension for his contract see like rather than bringing in promising young players even from the academy or another side they're just renewing the old guard. I don't blame him for moving. And yeah, I think so. he'll shortly be joined by Barcelona manager Ronald Koeman on the unemployment yeah, list. Yeah, it's also, <laughs> everything also weighing heavy on Ronald Koeman. You don't know what's happening with him. John Laporta hasn't really put it out there. Barcelona haven't really put their plans out there as to what they want. But you never know with Ronald Koeman as well. So yeah, the other, let's go to England for a bit, yeah. where we also have, I think, a few managerial searches. Crystal Palace are looking for a manager. Yeah, with Roy Hodgson finally deciding to retire. Yeah. And his career has been impressive. Five decades of management. Yeah. It's, it's England national team. Yeah. He won uh, Serie A yeah. at some point. He's had a good career. Yeah. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo from Wolves also decided it's time to step down. <laughs> I mean, the I think with Espirito Santo, the epitome of his management career with Wolves was the 4-0 defeat to Burnley. That was when the world just saw he's taken this team as far as he can. There yeah, nothing like honestly, that. he's taking it through so many stages. It's yeah. impressive because it's like they got someone they stalled. Yeah, and they just got to the top and it's as if they can't go any further than that. And Nuno Espirito Santo has ambitions of getting a better team and playing and, European football on a regular. I don't think Wolves' budget keeps up with that. Yeah, with and, his ambition. I mean, we can look, the problem all started in the summer. That's when they lost Diogo Jota. And then we saw uh, Raul Jimenez's injury. And since then, there's just been nothing he could do. And now I think uh, he'll make a good manager for wherever he finds up. But I think those were some of the big movements. Yeah, but in Germany too, we have a few big movements with Bayern Munich also oh, yeah. uh, getting a manager change. We mentioned that a few weeks ago, but you know, it was confirmed the other day with Hansi Flick also signing with the German national team. Yeah, I think generally Bayern Munich is just the German national team. You manage Bayern, you play for Bayern, you end up as German in some capacity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but he is to be replaced by Nagelsmann. Yeah. Another movement we saw was uh, Dortmund haven't had a manager for a long time. Yeah, they've been having Terzic as an interim. interim yeah. yeah, And uh, finally, they've picked uh, Marco Rose from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach yes. yeah. 
So there's been a lot of movement and there'll still be a lot. There'll still be a lot, yeah. That's just the fallout from the week from a week from the end of the season. Yeah. So and let's we, not forget there's also Sari who's still unemployed. Yeah, so we have an entire summer of all <laughs> this to tell you about. Keep yeah. keep up with us. Keep up with us guys. Into so, into some other news that we think is relevant to our viewers. Honestly, since it's the summer, some contracts are up. Since the football season you know, is up, some mm-hmm. players' contracts are up. So some players are renegotiating. Some players are living on free transfers. Mm-hmm. Let's give you an update on a few of those, shall we? Yeah, uh, let's start with Donnarumma. Yeah, Gianluigi uh, Donnarumma, who is 20, 23, 24 years 23, old. 23, but has made over 200 appearances for AC, AC Milan as a first team. Goalkeeper, yeah, he broke captain the of team. the team. He broke into the team when he was what 16? Captain of the yeah. team, and now he's a captain. But he's decided his stay in Milan has been long enough and he's looking to move on. Yeah, his contract is up in June. Yeah, and AC Milan aren't uh, going to try and negotiate with him. They've already signed a replacement in Ligue 1 champion Manigan. Yes, yeah, but with Donnarumma's movement, it shows there's going to be a lot of drama in the goalkeeping department. If we look at a lot of clubs. They're looking for a proper number one. And let's start with the Europa League floppers, uh, Manchester United. Try to bring that up. <laughs> yes, they signed Tom Heaton uh, earlier this week, a 34-year-old goalkeeper. Is who he was expected in to be their academy. number one? I mean, Heaton was the best goalkeeper in the Premier League two seasons ago Is with he... Burnley. But his injury and uh, the rise of Nick Pope ruined his career. <laughs> yeah. So now, maybe Donnarumma could be the heir to... David De Gea, get it? <laughs> Honestly, looking at Syria, I think it's about to be a very interesting season next year in Syria. Yeah. Some top top managers going there, some top top players still playing in Syria, and so. some leaving. Yeah, mm-hmm. so with Donnarumma leaving, I believe he's set for greener pastures. I don't know if there's any team out there right now looking for a number one goalkeeper. Well, uh, actually. Chelsea have inquired on this possibility. Maybe United might be if they get rid of David De Gea, but that's not possible. Mm. But honestly, let's see. That's 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 an interesting one. Mm-hmm. We, this is something we'll keep up. We'll keep looking at Donnarumma where Donnarumma lands. Yeah, but speaking of free agents, who you know, free agents are kind of like a risk. You might have the brilliance of Burak Yilmaz and win the league. Mm. Or you might have a Brazilian with an Afro who decides he's tired in William. William announced earlier this week that he's planning on leaving Arsenal and moving back to Chelsea (laughs) after a season away. And it's quite ridiculous because you think Chelsea don't want you. And with the overload they have on the wings in Callum Hudson-Odoi, they have uh, Hakim Ziyech, they have Christian Pulisic, Timo Werner also plays there. Why would you want to go back as a 35-year-old and try and face the issue? And Another, plus, I don't think with Chelsea's policy of not giving Zidane-Dinga-Pierre-Olds yeah. contracts, it's going to be really difficult for him to get back there. And another Brazilian who was formerly of Chelsea, who's a free agent now, is David Luiz. Yeah. Also yeah the Arsenal aren't giving him a contract yeah. extension and he's moving on. And with his experience and his pedigree, he might actually move to a good team who are ambitious. Maybe he'll go back to Benfica. Real Madrid. <laughs> no, you're funny. Anyway, yeah, I, I said, uh, yeah, I said Real Madrid. I mentioned them for a reason because they're... Sergio Ramos is also a free agent. Yeah, they are our next, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, rumor has it they are going to have a really big summer in terms of clearance mm-hmm. and buying. 
So Madrid are looking to get rid of the old guard in terms of the playing assets. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to get rid of Bill. They're looking to get rid of Sergio Ramos, mm-hmm. Marcelo. They're looking to get rid of, I think it's Tony Cruz. And uh, Hazard. Yeah, they're looking to get rid of Hazard. And then all that money is going to be... Isco as well. Yeah, Isco. And all that money is going to be... All that money raised is going to be <laughs> part of the kitty to be Buying used Mbappe. to fund Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. And you know, it's ridiculous. I, I've, uh, we were talking earlier and I've mentioned... I mentioned this to you. Let me mention it on air now. I think it's so ridiculous when a team is willing to sacrifice six players for one. But <laughs> if you get all that money and you use even three-quarters of it to get Mbappe and... Uh, and a good midfielder, which they have some in the academy in Valverde. Mm. They'll get li- they'll get rid of Odegaard to Arsenal and Ceballos as well, I think. Ceballos is uh, staying at Real for the long term. Uh, the loan move to Arsenal is ended and I think he's going to... Yeah, but the Arsenal were looking to make his stay permanent. We'll uh, see about that. Odegaard. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what Real do, honestly. You know, the but problem, their, their, their strategy is geared towards getting Kylian Mbappe. You know, the problem is, oh, another player who's uh, leaving, I believe, as a free agent will be Rafael Varane. Yeah. Is his contract up? Yeah, uh, it should be up. And the problem with Real Madrid is... I think they're, they're planning to sell him. I don't think his contract is up. The problem with Real Madrid, and we saw it during the course of the season, is their bench. They don't really have as strong a bench as they had when they challenged for La Decima and got it all the way through. Even the first, first all, squad isn't that heavy. Let's look at Benzema for a start. Imagine. Benzema is their only out-and-out striker who can get goals. Yeah. Because looking at their bench, Mariano is a joke. Uh, Jovic is probably going to stay at Frankfurt. He's going to be sold back there. <laughs> like, like, there's no <laughs> you even forgot he's a Madrid player. Yeah, like that should show you the impact. Let's talk about Eden Hazard now. That wing has been dead since Ronaldo left. That player has been like, dead. Like we've seen brilliance from Vinicius. Is he wearing every the number so, seven jersey? Yes, he is. And we've seen brilliance from Vinicius Jr. once in a while, but that's the thing. Once Rodrigo in a while. Is, even Rodrigo. Rodrigo is still 18, so he has time to grow. But the players who we expected to be leading Real's next foray into being champions of Europe, they are Iscos, they are Asensios, they have become about as useful as nipples on a man. Yes, that's why <laughs> the rumor has it they're having a big clearance sale. <laughs> yeah, and looking at Danny Carvajal for a reason, he was out with an injury earlier in the season. But they There's have Odiozola. Odiozola, exactly, but he's not yet at that level. Uh, Eda Militao can play there. He played there for Porto before signing for Real Madrid. Yeah. But now look at the defensive burdens. Once you get rid of Varane and Sergio Ramos, you have Nacho who's... I've never rated him. I don't think he's a world-class defender. You Honestly, have Nacho and, and if they Milton. do get rid of either Varane or Sergio Ramos, they need to bring in a heavy replacement. And I don't the, know where they're going to get one. but That's the other thing. There are not a lot of defenders who really could fit into that position. Yeah, right. Currently, in the time we live in. I mean, if I was them, I'd go for Villarreal boy Pau Torres or look at Napoli and try and pinch Khalidu Koulibaly. Khalidu is also in his late years. Or Jules Kunde from Oh, yeah, Sevilla. Kunde. But now Kunde is being linked to the United mostly. Mm-hmm. But let's see, honestly, if the summer unfolds the way it's looking like it's going to unfold, it's going to be a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep up with all this transfer news, transfer gossip, keep up with us on our socials. Our handles are 
you know, on Instagram at the Sports Bar KE and on Facebook. The Sports Bar. Yeah, so. I don't like the word gossip, though. Let's call it rumors. <laughs> okay, rumor, rumor. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it for this week, honestly. We should keep you updated on the weekend's proceedings yeah. over on Monday. So, you want to do the thing where you always do and leave me here? Yeah, of course. I need to get a drink. So, it's been your favorite barman, Kibbs. I'll see you on Monday. And your host, as always, Drew. I'll see you on Monday. Goodbye.